meet and greet. Today, we have a special guest, Dr. Christine Stevens. She is Associate Professor at UW-Tacoma School of Nursing and Healthcare Leadership. Thank you for joining us today. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for asking me. Well, let's start off by, um, what is your background and why did you choose to go into a career in higher education with the School of Nursing and Healthcare Leadership at UW-Tacoma? I became a nurse in 1976 and spent most of my time uh, in nursing in um, hospital environments um, and volunteering in the public health realm. I was in California during the AIDS crisis and realized that um, the system needed some change and therefore I did the volunteering the community as well. In uh, 1996, I moved to Tacoma, Washington um, and became a lecturer at the University of Washington, Tacoma when we were still in bank buildings in Lower Pacific. We didn't have a campus yet. And uh, then um, started my PhD program. My, I got my PhD the day I turned 50. I had always gotten my degrees because I needed to work to make money for the degree and I wasn't quite sure what I was gonna do each time. So I was really happy for the PhD in University of Washington. At that point, I looked around the country and I applied to several and got offers to several schools uh, to join their faculty. But I chose UWT because I wanted teaching and research. I wanted teaching to be as important as the research. And UWT was really focused not only on the students, but also on the community and how can the students be part of that community as well. So I'm really happy when I was hired here in 2004 um, as an uh, assistant professor. And I've been really pleased to work. I have uh, colleagues that are exceptional. So I'm very lucky to be among them. Well, we would love to learn more about your research. Could you share your specialization um, research experience with us? My uh, dissertation research was with adolescent mothers who were homeless. And at that point, I realized they went to extraordinary measures to feed their children. And at that point, I wanted to look at food insecurity, which is not having to plan ahead or skipping meals. But what happened as I started researching them, I started to look around students in my classrooms and found out that they had low food security. According to the USDA standards, low food security means that you do not know if we're, if you'll have a meal. So they were maybe skipping meals or they weren't eating a whole day because of money and access. I started a food bank in my office um, and I realized the need grew. So in 2016, I met with the Center of Equity. And at that moment, we cleaned out a storage room without permission and put in a food bank there. And it's been running since 2016 and has done very well. During that time, my research um, every two years was looking at food insecurity and housing needs among UWT students. And then also in my last research before COVID was how how can we think about food justice at the UWT campus? The Universal um, Declaration of Human Rights says that access and affordability of food and respecting the culture traditions of the people is a human right. And I thought if that's a human right worldwide, we need to think about that for our students. And therefore, how do we get more cultural foods that the students want 
um, inside the food pantry. And at that point, we in, um, surveyed students, we talked with them, and we had started cultural foods before COVID hit. Then during COVID, I looked at food insecurity among college students when they were off campus completely and how they were meeting their food and housing needs. And so my research continues to be food insecurity among college students. And could you share some of your findings with us? The one finding that I found was that the Muslim students on campus have no resources. There's no restaurant that has halal food that is uh, a approved food for Muslim students. We were also uh, finding that a lot of uh, students were walking in the food pantry and seeing foods that they really weren't familiar with or didn't um, know what to do with. And one of the things they talked about on our campus is a sense of belonging. But one of the things is if you want a sense of belonging at UWT, you have to not leave your culture at the door. You want to bring all your identities uh, into the classroom, into whatever events you have, but also um, for those needs. And so we continue to, to look at cultural foods at this time. My research has now gone into the community where we look at cultural foods in food banks across Pierre County, which I'm happy to report um, the Nurse Pierce County has been extraordinary in seeking out cultural foods um, for different communities. And we're going to be moving to a more grocery model. Because of that, I would like UWT to go to a more grocery model where students can be in any building, any time, and be able to access food so they're, they're successful in class, um, uh, but not due to their budget. So any time, I think, would be more of a food justice model for UWT. That will be amazing. And what courses do you regularly teach? Well, I always tell students that I uh, every class I teach at the beginning of the quarter is my favorite class because I am very lucky that I get to teach classes that I love. I teach in the healthcare leadership program mainly, um, and these are students who are looking for a uh, program that will get them into the he um, healthcare system, which is the largest employer of Pierce County, and also to think about getting them into leadership roles in that as well. So I'm in their first class called critical analysis. And though we look at research, we look at all information that comes to you and how do you analyze it for, um, is it something that could be used to improve the system that you're working? The next class I teach is social marketing, which sounds kind of different, but basically these students form teams and they go into communities and they work on projects the community has identified, but they not only work on the project, they work with the community on those projects. Since that time, our students have started a, and again, before COVID, a mobile food bank in a um, specific neighborhood, bringing in vegetables um, because this uh, neighborhood is kind of landlocked. We also have students that have started a bone marrow uh, event every year. We have students that have also looked at issues of food insecurity at other uh, college campuses and have started food banks. So when a student in that class meets, uh, they meet with their team and they actually do work in the community and learn how do you work in a team? How do you be respectful of a community? And sometimes what the community wants, the students may not agree with, but they know that the community are experts in their lives. They know how they live and they also know what they need in order for that to happen. One was 
a walking program for elder uh, elders in a specific Vietnamese community that was a little uncomfortable going for walks that they needed for their health. And what was devised was the elders came up with a walking bus where they'd actually go out and walk the kids to school. And that allowed them to feel safe, but also give the kids interaction with elders as well. Um, and again, all pre-COVID when people were walking to school. Wow, what a fantastic idea. One of the other classes I want to talk about is I do film representation of healthcare ethics, um, teenage adolescence, and uh, addiction and mental health. In those classes, they learn to identify um, popular film and social media in terms of lighting and camera, but it also makes them think about how do directors portray morals versus ethics? Or how do we think about how are we portraying teens in our society? and could we do a better job of that? What makes our programs unique? This is why I choose the Nursing Healthcare Leadership Program, and I continue to um, be very grateful to be here. First of all, our program was founded on social justice. Our classes are steeped in looking at social justice in healthcare systems, but also in communities. We're a community-based program, so most of uh, the work, and I have esteemed colleagues that are all doing immense work in the community and also taking students in with their community and their research to learn how can we support communities as they uh, move to more successful health strategies that work for them and um, what they need. The other thing is our teaching has always been more participatory, where students are part of that. So students sit on the curriculum committees to uh, let us know about student uh, needs. But more importantly, a student point of view about what works and doesn't work in curriculum, because that is really important. So every year we get students that have been voted to sit on the curriculum committees to give us advice for that. Our alumni are amazing. Um, they are become preceptors immediately as and as they move up through we have vice presidents of healthcare systems out there we have nursing that has moved to a national level and they always reach back and say how can I bring a student forward how can a student participate in what I'm seeing and doing on the ground and they're very generous with their time but also um, being in the classroom and zooming in but our alumni are uh, are so amazing but the fact that they take a pause and reach back and say I remember being a student how can I help meet with me, have lunch, let me talk to you about how you can move into your career. And so that is uh, one of the, what I'm very grateful. Plus it's always fun to hear from alumni. Yes, I, I've, I've seen this too. It's a very strong network of alumni and faculty. My last question is, what do you recommend to your students in order to be successful during their programs and after they graduate? One of the things that's really hard, I think, for some students is their high school experience was not maybe all that great. And the, uh, their teachers were not seen as allies, but more as someone that is grading them. So coming into the health, uh, to the nursing program and the healthcare leadership program, it's a little bit hard when faculty say, come see me. 
because when a faculty wanted to see you in high school, it was to talk to you about something. And what we want to do is come see me so I get to know you better, so I know what you need. And for me, when I get to know a student better, then I can say, oh, my gosh, there's this internship that you'd be perfect for. And you said that's what you wanted to do. Um, but the other thing is that a lot of times academia, if you think of academia as a country with its own culture and language and uh, hidden agendas, then a lot of times when you go to another country, you have a guidebook or tour guide that can help you navigate. At UWT, um, we have a lot of those. But number one, we have the best advisors at UWT, hands down. And the advisors are wonderful. But also with the faculty, we really, when we say come see us, we really want to see you not only to talk about your work, but to talk about what you see your future as well. And one of the things that um, uh, that would help you be successful is when you connect with a faculty um, that one who knows you, that they can be looking out for you. Because a lot of times when students say, uh, this is where I want to go, I'm looking for, oh, guess what? There's a paid internship this summer that um, would be perfect for you. The other thing to be successful is to understand that academia is stressful. You may be competent in your job when you walk in the door and you may be a manager and all of a sudden you're in academia and we tell you when to show up, how long to be in class, when the papers are due. And what happens is sometimes your confidence is not quite there. But what you need to realize is there's so many resources on campus that can support you. Number one, we have the Writing Center, which when I say to students, oh gosh, you should use the Writing Center. I don't mean it because they're bad writers. I use the Writing Center. It's because we, it helps us do thinking. None of us are born great writers. What happens is they're really good, with, especially with those writing styles like APA and MLA. Those are confusing and they're helpful. The other thing by having going to the writing center on a consistent basis, it actually does help your writing get stronger and better. The other thing is there's a math center. So when you take that statistics class, you get help there. And on the other side, there's a center for equity and inclusion, meaning that that is where student identity groups do gather, but also that's where it's a safe space for a lot of people from uh, the BIPOC students to LGBTQ students to any number of students. And also it's a place you can hang out in. The other thing I want to talk about is the basic needs on campus that I wish students would hear about is their basic needs need to be met. School is expensive. Rent is expensive. Transportation is expensive. So while you might think I've got this set with my financial aid, it's all these other things like books and parking and, and keeping your car and, oh, the rent went up. Um, you can't do it anymore just, just based on financial aid. So rather than taking two or three jobs, there might be some resources on campus that can support you because you can need to focus on your your. Um, coursework. You need to focus on getting the degree you want so you, you can move into the world that you need to create for us. We need you out there because we need a, a different way of being in the world. So there's the food pantry that you can just walk in and there's food there uh, that um, you can pick up um, to get you through the day or if you've got a family, get you through the week. So just if you just walk into there, there's emergency aid, which means that sometimes the rent goes up, we're not prepared, or we go to the emergency room and we're not prepared for that, or the car breaks down and you don't want to take out a loan. So you apply for emergency aid. But the cool thing about emergency aid, 
is, well, it looks at a one-time event. Then what happens is you're surrounded by services that maybe you didn't know are on campus. We have emergency housing. We have supportive housing. Sometimes you don't have what you need from financial aid, and there's a lot of scholarships out there that you're available for, and you could get and it wouldn't add to your financial loan. The third thing is that we have a mental health counseling center that is for free. And a lot of times people go, I don't have a problem. And maybe it's, maybe you're having test anxiety. Maybe you're um, just um, struggling with communicating with um, people in the class or your, your social anxiety, or maybe something's happening at home. All of that in the, the food bank, emergency aid, the counseling center, all of that is confidential. Faculty will never know if you went to the writing center. Faculty will never know if you went to emergency aid. Nobody knows because that is between you and them. But again, a lot of people think counseling for is for trauma and they're great at trauma-informed care. But also it might be, how do you just get through this really stressful um, foreign country that you're in <laughs> called academia um, and uh, how how do you kind of manage this particular system? But more importantly, how do you feel okay with yourself? Because that's what we want from students. We want you to bring your whole self here and we want you to feel successful as much as we want you to be successful and uh, to move that into the world. So success means reach out to your faculty, reach out to people on campus that are offering services. It's scary at first, but oh my goodness, it really supports you. And that's what we're all here for. I can't think of one service that isn't happy to see a student walk through the door and want to be supportive. And a lot of the alumni will tell you that it was just one thing that allowed them to continue because they reached out to somebody. Also, if you're struggling in class, you had a somebody um, in your family's not doing well, or you had to pick up an extra shift, let the faculty know. Let us know what's going on in their life, because guess what? Due dates can be moved if you're having something in your life, but we don't know what's going on with you unless you tell us. You don't have to tell us everything, only what you want, but help us negotiate with you um, to, to be successful because we know life happens. And that's the best part of the nursing healthcare care program. Every faculty, every staff, every advisor knows life happens. We know that sometimes school is just one thing you pushed into your busy life, and we can help support you through that. Thank you. Well, thank you for uh, sharing all this helpful and valuable information. And just hearing you speak, I, I'm inspired to become a student in one of your classes. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your story and all this valuable insight uh, with all of us and your passions. Thank you. And again, if anybody hears this podcast and you want to reach out about my research or about a class, or if you're thinking about UWT and you don't know, um, reach out. My information will be at the bottom of the podcast. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you.